We're so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is February 13th in the year of our Lord, 2024. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the Christ, the way, the truth, the life. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments today. If you don't know who Jesus is, we encourage you to get to know him today. Uh, first, I want to give you the bad news. The bad news is that we're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, and we deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. That whole video intro of hell is uh, very real, and hopefully it resonates with some people there because that is not where we want you to go. We want you to be with the Lord in heaven, with him. All you have to do, the good news, hear the good news that our debt or sins have been fully paid for by the finished work of Jesus Christ on that cross of Calvary. The good news can be found in the gospel, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. And I'm going to read it here. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you. This is Apostle Paul speaking, which you have also received and wherein ye stand by which also you are saved if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain, for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. Folks, this is a very real thing. We're not just here to put on a show, to put on an act. But we do want to edify you and the body of Christ. But, and we also want those who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ to get to know him fully. He shed his blood for our sins, died, was buried, and was the only person who has risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe that this has happened, place your trust in the blood of Jesus. You are saved from eternal damnation. And you will know what will happen. You'll want to begin to start living for him and not for the world. As scripture states, we, we become ambassadors for Christ. Isn't that an amazing thing? Today, we welcome back our uptime panel, and we do welcome back Brother Bob Barber. Hey, everybody. Brother John Fortier, the watchdog. Hi, good evening, everyone. Brother Bob Hagen. Good to be back with you guys. And Brother Rich Marshallson. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming back, folks. And uh, before we begin, I do want to go into Bible gateways. They tend to do a verse of the day, and we tend to bring this up every once in a while. For God so loved the world, this is from John 3.16, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I love that verse, in particular because I helped found John 3.16 Productions. So mm -hmm. it was a... First, that really stuck out for me, for, to me, from the very beginning, from the very get-go, uh, approximately 18 years ago, actually, when I came to the Lord. Brother Bob, tell us, how, have your, how was your week? Uh, what have you been up to? You've just done another re uh, Rapture Resurrection Report. Tell us, uh, tell us what's going on. Well, what's going on, we have a huge sign coming up this upcoming April 8th. Now, I think... What's going to happen there is it's going to be a big nothing burger that day. I talked about in the video where, you know, uh, Shane from Revel uh, 
Black Swan Revelation made it clear. A Black Swan Revelation is something that takes place and everybody doesn't see it coming. All right. You have like new age people, not just us believers, new age people, people from all sorts of different religions, even atheists. They're all looking for something special on that day to happen. So the, the flags are way up on that day. So it something could happen on that day. Perhaps the fact that we're not we're gonna we're gonna agree not to look for anything that day. That'll be the day it actually happens. But it's been our track record that nothing happens on these on these uh signs, these eclipses and the day of the eclipses, the day of the blood moons. Okay. There might be a few things that happen, but nothing major. They are they're always markers. I'm I'm guessing more for that summer, for the upcoming summer. Okay. Now I could be wrong. All right. But I think what's interesting in, in the report is one, yeah, I point out the fact that America is an alpha nation. America is not disappearing from Bible prophecy. It's right in the middle of Bible prophecy. It's right in the middle of it. And I didn't I didn't get a chance to get into that part of the video. But one thing I did want to mention is we talked about here on Uptime how America will be judged during the seven trumpet judgments. A lot of people are going to die at the hands of this country, as I showed in that video. And the Bible says in Revelation 6, 9, the souls are under the altar are crying out for God to avenge the blood of those who dwell on the earth. And there's a destruction that falls on the third part of the trees, third part of the grass. Okay? There's, there is massive land destruction, and that can't be happening in the Middle East because we still have to execute these wars. You got other parts of Bible prophecy going on over there. But over here in the United States, it was a wilderness 2,000 years ago. It's going to go back to a wilderness. And just like um, it's interesting in the Bible, you have um, Nebuchadnezzar, for example. Nebuchadnezzar is a type of America. All right. And what was he? He was proud. All right. Boastful. Look what I did. Look at his kingdom I built. And who are we here in America? We're proud. Proud to be an American. You know, all that stuff. You know, Trump saying we're going to make America great again. Proud, you know. It's just the same, it's the same type, okay? It's just like Nebuchadnezzar. So when people say that America is Babylon, it's, it's not Babylon, spiritual Babylon, book of Revelation, but it's a type of Babylon. And since it's a type of Babylon, I believe this destruction will go along the lines of a Babylon destruction within one day, okay? And that um, that uh, eclipse runs right over the New Madrid fault, the New Madrid fault line. Okay. So we might be looking at that one hour of destruction. Okay. But my point I was making about Nebuchadnezzar. What happened to Nebuchadnezzar? Nebuchadnezzar morphed into a beast. The Bible talks about Revelate uh, Daniel what was that? Daniel four, chapter four, I think, where he uh, morphs into a beast. All right. If you read it, his hair becomes long, okay and it talks about his he he has like talons he starts to get talons his body starts to become covered with feathers and what's america's eagle talons feathers so this great leader morphed into a beast and then for 7 years he went eight of the field the dew is on his back and all stuff the bible talks about so i see america going the same route it was a great leader it was a great force all right, but now it's about to morph into a beast. All right, and it's going to be this dark alpha that I talked about in that video. This dark alpha, it's a good alpha now, 
and it's going to a bad alpha now. And it's going to go for three and a half years. And what happens after three and a half years? God judges those who dwell on the earth for on behalf of those under the altar. And who gets a beating? America. America and the, and the, and the Western nations get a beating, get judged on behalf of those people underneath that altar. So everything's lining up perfectly. The fact, I really do believe America will go the route of this alpha, this dark alpha, and they will not just, they, they, they're not going to disappear from Bible prophecy. They're going to be right in the middle of it. They're not going anywhere. Or I start to say, we're not going anywhere. Well, we are, personally. <laughs> right, guys? But uh, America as a country itself, it's going to stick around and cause a lot of damage. And it's going to, and it's going to, it's going to definitely going to deserve what it's going to get. I think it, if it runs the course of that black alpha, that dark alpha, it certainly justifies why God should pour so much wrath out on it. Don't you agree? Yeah, we agree, Bob. We're going to just going to go down the list uh, before we continue in with the, that yeah, conversation. I just went, I just went on, on a rant. That's there. okay, brother. So, uh, <laughs> brother John, Amen. brother John, the watchdog, how are you, brother? And uh, how was your um, week? Uh, you had another video out, your teaching. Thank you for that. Yes, there is one tomorrow, too, I think, right? Uh, the one that is coming out tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, so we, you are going to have the teaching out tomorrow, yes. Yes. You have a bunch of, right. yes, it's going to be, you want to fill the people in, fill the audience in about your your yes. three-part yes. series? Yeah, three-part series about the COP. You say, what the COP are? The COP are the commandments of Paul. Of course, they were given by Jesus and the Holy Ghost to Paul. But Paul tells us how to live, how to talk, how to love. Uh, these are the three three parts of it, and uh, we began with how to uh, how to speak the speech that we're we're standing there that we're holding when we are the way we walk. Uh, are we walking worthily, or are we walking as in the world? That's two different things. So please stay tuned for tomorrow. On uh, uptime, you will see it, and it's uh, the first of three parts. Uh, it's very important because Paul is our apostle and he's going to teach us. This is more technical, but it's about how to stand, how to speak, and how to, to, uh, to walk with the gospel. Now, this, this is what we're having tomorrow for you guys. Uh, my week was pretty good. We're still studying Ephesians 5 right now, uh, everyday Bible study. Everything goes well. Um, but there's so much to say on what's going on. I know we, we're going around now, but there will be, uh, I got to bring up some stuff now that it's very specific to, uh, to the war in uh, Israel and Gaza. But anyway, for now, um, that's it. You're muted. All right. Very good. Rick, on to you. Let's, let's do you next. And then we'll go on to Bob. So. Tell us how uh, how's everything been going? What's been going on with your YouTube channel? Oh, I, you know, I uploaded a video yesterday. I do a video every day just about about how I feel about that day, along with the news events that are going on and where my spirit is leading me. Of course, it's led by God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Okay, uh, I was in some pain yesterday. I did some yard work, and I I don't know if it was poison ivy. My whole left leg was covered. It felt like I got stung by a hundred bees over my le left leg and kneecap. Luckily, the pain's gone. I prayed to God last night, please get rid of this pain before I go live tomorrow night on uptime. 
And sure enough, God never fails, folks. Got rid of it all. I don't feel anything. It's Praise like it never God. happened. That's, That's amazing. amazing. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> God is the best doctor in the whole wide world, the healing Amen. power of God. But I've got a video coming out, you know, just like he's got his coming out, you know, and mine, I'm in the works of doing it right now. I actually two videos. One is about the reality of heaven and hell. Which is it, guys? Where do you want to go? And the other video is about the connection between the April 8th eclipse and Israel. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to give out the full details of it. But I think I've seen something that everybody missed, just like the 153 video that I did. This is something that, that I don't know if you all caught on to it, but I'm going to bring it up in the video and see what everybody thinks. And believe me, I feel a strong connection to this year, like any year previous, folks, that I really truly believe that there something major is coming in 2024, whether it's a black swan event. And the Lord said we would not, we would come in an hour that we're not expecting. It may come as a thief. But the way everything is converging with all the wars going on, folks, I have never seen a year so busy as 2024 started out as. This year looks really good for the rapture. Awesome. I certainly hope so. <laughs> yeah, that's it looks really good. Uh, setting dates, that but, wasn't the same. Hey, there you go. You know, All right. Lord, yeah. Now let's let's not forget. We save the let best the last. Excuse me. The best what? for last. The best for <laughs> last. The best yeah. for last. Oh yeah. I tell oh, you, Andy. Ooh. <laughs> you sound like Floyd Lawson, man. Andy Griffith. Uh, oh boy, no, I don't have anything to add to that. I, I'm, I'm doing okay tonight. You know, uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad to be with you guys. Um, <clears throat> I don't. It's not always a, a sure thing that I'm going to make it, but uh, I, I enjoy the time that we have together. I was still, I got back into teaching, um, doing as he leads recently, and I'm going to be doing some again. John, I appreciate your. Uh, your teaching so much. Uh, um, you bless my heart, man. I got to always tell you that you really do. And standing on the word like you do and, and holding it forth with that, uh, that British accent of yours, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but, um, but Bob, it's good to see you and Greg and Rick. It's, you know, um, I, I kind of miss Michael and, um, and Kev, um, yeah, I hope I they're know. well. I don't know how Kevin's doing, but mm-hmm. you know he's got he's got so much going on probably right now with everything he's doing. But I, I know eventually Hawkman will be back, so he can he can get after me and tell me I'm the oldest guy here, which is fine. But um, but we really have to, you know, with everything that's going on, and there are a lot of things that are very difficult that are going to be going on and coming up. But we have that hope, you know, we have, you know, we have a great hope. We're, uh, we're going to be raptured out of here. Um, we're going to be with the Lord. We have his word still. There's still people that need to hear it. And, um, you know, as it says in Hebrews 4.12, it's quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. That's the word of God. And <clears throat> it's not us. It's God's word. And. Mm-hmm. Amen. The reason we're here is to bring people back home. And uh, 
as they say all the time, give Jesus a chance. So uh, I guess that's about it for my week's been pretty good. But um, can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. There's the panel. Uh, my week, just so you know, has been decent. Uh, I am overwhelmed by the amount of support given to my wife. Uh, if you were here for last week's uh, broadcast, you'll know that uh, my wife uh, is going to be go- undergoing surgery soon uh, for cataracts, uh, cataract surgery. So uh, we have we have had such an overwhelming amount of support, and I thank you all for those who have donated because we just don't have the funds to pay the out-of-pocket expenses for the uh, insurance uh, that that insurance is not picking up on. So um, thank you once again, and I appreciate it. She will be going in for surgery for the first eye on uh, February, excuse me, March 5th. So if you can lift her up in prayer for that, I'd really, really appreciate it. Thank you again so much for your support and uh, God bless you all. All right. With that, we should just continue on and uh, let's do some uptime. Come on. Let's go. Well, what does everybody love to hear about? They love to hear about the rapture resurrection event because that's the next thing on God's prophetic timeline. Yes. Right. And I was talking to Brother John Boucher this morning. And, you know, the, the body of Christ, which uh, the Paul calls us a mystery hidden since the foundation of the world. It's the mystery, okay? Even our transformation at the rapture resurrection, it says, behold, I show you a mystery. So our our timeline is a mystery. It wasn't foretold in the Bible. You see types and shadows and p- parallels and patterns, okay? But it wasn't specifically told to the apostles. It wasn't specifically told to the Jews, all right? With that in mind, since we're here and been here for almost 2,000 years, we, John and I are talking. Like, you notice that the Jews had a perfect timeline laid out for them, right? They had Daniel, the 70 weeks of Daniel laid out for them perfectly, okay? All their instructions, timelines laid out perfectly. They get calendars and everything, okay? Then we come along, who are the body of Christ, in this mystery age that was hidden, okay? And now we are like, how long is this thing going to last? When does our time come to an end? But I was telling John's like, you know, we don't get specific timelines like the Jews did with their 70 weeks. We didn't get that. We got, so what we have to do, the Bible talks about is the glory of God to conceal the thing, but to honor kings to search out the matter. Okay. So what are we? We are kings. All right. In the sense, males, females, kings, queens, however you want to look at it. But the fact of the matter is the body of Christ, we are in the mystery age. And what do we do? We are trying to solve this mystery about when this age comes to an end. All right. And this is why we have to go. We don't get a timeline. We have to go look out. We have to go through the whole Bible. It's not just Romans through Philemon for that's for our salvation. But the entire Bible itself is for us because now we have to go back and look at the types, shadows, patterns. Because we are the kings that have to go out and, cons- and go out and find this thing God concealed in His Word, so we can search out this matter. All right. So God's like the whole the whole book is for you guys. These verses, the, 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 these books are for your salvation, but the whole book is there for you guys to figure out how this whole thing is going to play out for the age of grace, since it says a mystery. So you got to go through the whole Bible, John. 
You got to go through the whole Bible to figure this thing out. So we had to look at all the types, shadows, patterns, typologies, everything. How do we find the rapture? Well, we have to look through all these events. Well, let's go look at Lot. Let's go look at Enoch. Let's go look at the book of Exodus. Okay, how does the, how did that work out? You know, and so on and so forth. Because, like I said, we are in this time of grace. It's a, time of, it's a mystery time. And mm-hmm. all of us here in the body of Christ are trying to partake, trying to figure out this mystery. Can you imagine this many people trying to figure out the same mystery? So no wonder why we're all divided. I was telling John, no wonder why we have so many denominations. Because how many denominations do the Jews have, really, back then? How many did they have? They didn't have a denomination. They had 12 tribes. That was it. Okay? So here we have, like, thousands and thousands of denominations because everybody is taking a, make, taking a different interpretation of the mystery. Right, you, you guys see what I'm saying? So we're not truly all in one accord yet, you know. Well, but, if I can interject but, real quick, Bob, because you know I know you mentioned certain areas of of scriptures and going outside of you know 66 books. A lot, you know, can, can tend to be controversial. Can tend to be a controversial subject. Now, uh, mm-hmm. there's different reasons for that. We're not going to get into a, a big discussion on it, but. People are going to say, well, well, what are you talking about, Enoch? What's with Enoch? So uh, I do believe that Book of Enoch 1 does have fill in the gaps, okay, so to speak. I am someone who personally does believe that. There are other books, 2 and 3, which I do believe are Gnostic texts, and there's different reasons for that. It doesn't back up Scripture as Book 1 does. Uh, We are not trying to point people to go outside of Scripture that is something that you have to pray about, something mm-hmm. you have to use discernment on. Um, but please, you know, pray on it. Uh, we're just going to try to give you as much as we can here information um, so you can be edified. You can be built up. If there's something that doesn't seem right to you, don't do it. Don't go that way. Don't go that route. But, Bob, I agree with you because there are certain areas that in Book of Enoch 1, Book of Enoch 1, does fill in the gaps in certain spots. Okay. I just had to put that disclaimer out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Bob, we you were saying that we're all, excuse me, you were saying that everybody is searching to figure out what this mystery is. You know, that it's in, <clears throat> it's in one of the Corinthian books, first or second Corinthians that, uh, that, you know, the, uh, what was hidden, <clears throat> what was hidden through, throughout the ages and throughout the beginning from the fall was how how God was going to redeem mankind. And uh, it talks about how uh, none of the princes of this world knew because they, if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Crucifying the Lord of glory, him getting up from the dead, ascending up on high and sending the, the promise of the Holy Spirit really screwed up the devil. I mean, he he thought, oh, I got him now, he's dead. But the thing is, the ace in the hole that God had was what he had hidden, was that resurrection, that ascension, that giving of the Holy Spirit. So now, instead of one Jesus, you got all these people walking around with Christ in them. And he's going, oh my God, what did I do? I really messed that up. And people don't, realize the power that they have they don't realize that they think you know if you say that 
of Christians is supposed to walk with power, you're all of a sudden you're arrogant and you're an egotist. But that's what the word of God says, like um, Greg alluded to earlier. We're ambassadors for Christ. We have the ministry and the word of reconciliation. That makes us something. Not, uh, not, and, not because of who we are, but because of who he is. And, you know, with all the things that are coming up and going on, and, and uh, Rick and Bob are going to talk, be talking about, I just have to interject this a little bit because we have a hope. And if if you get if you get to the point where you say, well, what's what's the use of going on? This world is such a royal mess and it is a royal mess. But at the same time, it's like the it's like the prodigal son. You know, the dad's waiting there for him to come back. And what we're what we are endeavoring to do is is give you an opportunity and give you some insight as to how to get back home. So that's kind of what I what I was thinking about sharing tonight, because uh, a lot of times we get, <clears throat> you know, it's wonderful to have the information and the insight as to what's going on. But just just think about this for one thing. If he had known what he if if the princes of the world had known, including the adversary, they would never have crucified Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Huge. The thing is, I'm just going to piggyback on uh, Mr. Bob Barber there. Um, I'm always amazed to wake up in the morning and uh, find out that I was saved because I'm a Gentile, because I'm a dog, because it's only to bring Jews to uh, to jealousy. And I said, what a, what a grace. I mean, just that, you know. To be able to see the Lord Jesus Christ, to be saved through the blood of Christ. And at the beginning, we had the uh, gospel from Paul. Just that, it's very, very so important to me that I'm so happy and joyful. And I rejoice. And again, I rejoice because I'm saved. Yes, amen. And yes, the whole Bible was written for us, but not the whole Bible was written to us. Indeed, we have a gospel for us. We do have a grace age for us. But we must look in the back other pages of the Bible to find out. And uh, Titus is very specific. Uh, watch and uh, to the blessed hope. Um, so it is what it is. I mean, we are here right now. And... Um, I know it's not our dispensation, but I can show you something. Uh, Luke 1021, if you can bring it up to the screen, Luke 1021. So many prophets and kings would have loved to see what we're seeing right now, being sitting in the in the in the front row right there and looking at it. I mean, it's very incredible. Yes. Um Father for heaven and earth, thou hast these things from the wise and prudent, and I've revealed them unto the babes. That's us, even so, Father, for so it seems good in thy sight. And I think it's 24 for the, the, for the prophets and the kings. Um, that, that's what it is. It's been there for this reason. And uh, like King James, 
Yes, he did great thing for the Bible. I agree with that. But don't you think that back then he was thinking about that, about the rapture, about Paul, about everything, and maybe even thought that he would see it? Unfortunately, it took a few more hundred years because I'm still expecting it also in 2024. But that's that's me. But I can wait for the rapture. And that thing is so important to us. And um, I don't understand people that can live without... It takes a lot of faith to be an atheist today. Uh, to say that there is no God, there is nothing like this, there is no such thing. Um, what? Life is 60, 70 years and then that's it? You, <laughs> you've been wiped out? I don't think so. I don't think so. People, you should open your eyes and look into the world. Yes, we're going to talk about what's going on in the world. I'm sure we're going to bring up a few topics tonight. But as it is for being saved, I think that's the best the best thing you could do right now if you're not saved. Yeah, John, you know, that's yeah. that's what you next time you meet an atheist, say you have to have a lot of faith to be an atheist. That'll mm. spin them around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what faith? What's that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a hard topic for some people, but that's, I mean, yeah. the new age has destroyed so many people, other religion, and we don't have to name them anything. Like I told people, there is, there is the King James Bible and there is the rest. There is only two Bibles, King James and the rest. Same thing for Christians. You believe in the blood of Christ and the other ones who don't. That there is only two choices. There is no gray zone, uh, change of pronoun or stuff like that. Or uh, oh my, this is crazy right now. What's, what's on the what's on the go in the world? And it's crazy in a in a sense that how many people are have to seek help and going through a lot of uh, anxiety and stuff and not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, that's crazy. That's over, never been this before, right? And of course, the uh, since 2021, it's it's getting worse. But that's what it is. People are scared and afraid and they don't seek any, they don't seek the Lord and they should. They should try to reach to Jesus Christ with the blood and understand that. And of course, once you're saved, you just want to know more. And you should read and, and look into the Bible. We're just yeah. not a bunch of uh, freak here that read the Bible and bring it up on Tuesday night. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is, right? We, yeah. we we read the Bible because we enjoy it and because it reveals itself. Uh, first, first thing first, you don't read the Bible. People don't like the Bible because the Bible reads them. And that's different. That's a different topic. You got all kinds of nuggets of wisdom tonight, dear watchdog. It's on fire tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I had a That's coffee. Good stuff, man. <laughs> you had a what coffee? <laughs> yeah. We got a, how about, how about you, coming. Rick? What's what's going on with you, Rick? Well, you know what? Next year, the new headquarters of the One World Religion headquarters is set to open next year. If I'm reading that right, three buildings, three separate buildings, and they want to combine. All the world's religions, which will be, they're having it set up now, the mechanism in place. So when we go up, the rapture comes onto the world scene, which I believe he'll do within 24 hours. He's not going to sit around 
Satan's going to say, get out there now, lie to the world, tell them the aliens did it, tell them whatever you want. Just don't tell them Jesus Christ took them off the earth. Don't mention that. And they're going to combine all these religions and kind of piggybacking off what you all are talking about. And people are going to be, hey, Michael. Hey, what's going on, guys? God bless I'm you. just talking about how the world's going to converge all the world religions into one religion, into these buildings they got built. And what's going to happen is, is people are going to have, they're going to, they're going to I think it's called Christon, Chrislon, Chrislon. Is that the word? Yeah. Chrislon. They're going to call it Chrislon. This is set to open up. And if they're getting this ready by next year, that puts us at 2025. Folks, we're right on time. If this, the rapture does come this year, everything, like I said, God's moving the chess pieces in place for things to happen on his prophetic time schedule, folks. If you're not seeing it, it's right under your, under your nose, man. Yeah, It's coming. Amen. Get ready. Yeah. Amen. Brother Michael. Good, to, good to see you, Michael. Hey, what's going on, guys? I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make it. I didn't think I was going to be able to, so I, but by the grace of God... What's going on, everybody? I okay. hope you guys are having a great week. Brother Bob, John. Yep. Oh, Higgins <laughs> in the house and Rick. You guys are all here. Hanging with going on. Amen. <laughs> We're just blowing up Bible prophecy right before everybody's wow. eyes, man. So what's oh, going on with you, Brother Michael? Uh, well, just got done eating, and I was like, I was watching you guys, and I was like, well, I know it's a little bit late entry, but I don't think you guys would mind, so. All quickly right. set up the green screen. I was like, let's do this. All right. Hey, thankful that you. Oh, we're glad you're here. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. I seen you, brother Hagen, and I, you're, I seen you yeah. say you that you missed me. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, I missed right. you, Hagen. <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah. I was trying to trying to eat with the quickness. There you go. Caesar right. here says the tribulation is right around the corner. You guys think yes. uh, he's on to something here? <laughs> can I can I express myself the way I see the world right now? Yeah, it's very clean. Believe you me, uh, but that's, that's what it is. That's a real hot This mess. is how I see that right now. <laughs> the light at the end of the tunnel oh, is man. an ushering, unrushing. unrushing freight train. Yeah! Oh, wow! Wow! That's. <laughs> That's my motto. Yeah. yeah. The you world know, is... People see that, see the light there in the tunnel. They see it. I says, no, no, that's the exit. Until it's too late and you cannot escape. You cannot that's escape right. in a tunnel. That's it. You're stuck and you're going to get hit. People are sleepwalking yeah. into hell right now. They don't even know it. It's it's a serious time, isn't it? It's a very serious time. All the time you know, it's one of the reasons why you have the intro today. Yeah. Because you need to have this understanding that we're not just here talking about our own beliefs and, Oh, Jesus is so, so great. And he's loving and he's kind. Yes. But there's also a severity of God mm. that Amen. needs to be addressed because some people miss that part. What is Jesus saving us from? Right. Mm-hmm. What is he saving us from? Saving us from the sin and judgment. <sighs> it's, judgment. it's, it's, it's crazy. It's so awesome that you said that. And I've been doing Bible studies almost every night with my family. And that was actually something we talked about last night was the severity and what what God was doing and what he did to take us out of that, that pathway of judgment. 
And I was telling my daughter about it, and I could see the concerned look on her face because I kind of built it up in a way where it's like, whoa, that's pretty intense and heavy. So I kind of talked to her again today, and I was like, but you see, this is why the grace of God is so good because right. he he didn't have to save us. No, he didn't sure. have to he didn't have to do any of that. But we we couldn't even reach him if we wanted to. Our sin prevent created that barrier that can, didn't even allow us to approach God. So if it wasn't for him who saved us, who sent himself to us to redeem us by himself, through himself, we would be hopeless. And I think that is one of the most encouraging aspects that if you guys are out there listening that you can <clears throat> grasp a hold of today is that God did this for us. He did it for me. He did it for you. So we can be accepted into the beloved. And I know I was telling Brother uh, John and Bob about how I've I've always felt like an outsider and I've always tried to overcompensate in that area. And sometimes I try to make things really flashy on my channel or super cool graphics because I'm just, I'm just trying to belong. And then I just remember seeing the Lord and he was like, Michael, I've already, I've already (laughs) accepted you into the beloved. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to try to belong anywhere. You already belong. And uh, I, I just seen that in Ephesians one and I was like, Ah, God, you're we so, still like you're your so super awesome. cool graphics, though. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it is fun, and all the glory be to God because yeah. I just want to glorify God by it. But uh, that's just me, just yeah. letting you guys know where my heart's at, you know. And yeah. it's just awesome to know that we are accepted into the beloved by what God's done. He He Isn't took it? my yeah. square shape and and yeah. changed it into and molded it to His image and imputed mm-hmm. His righteousness onto us, right? So I that had to put we this- can. Yeah. Yeah. It's so Amen. awesome. Look at look at this verse up here, Ephesians two twelve, that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth mm. of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But you know what? That was what we were. We once were. Right. And he's speaking directly to us, the yeah. Gentiles here of Paul. So, so cool. yeah. isn't that amazing? Uh, that is an amazing thing. And if you go through mm-hmm. Ephesians, you know, it says that we were, at one point we were enemies of mm-hmm. God, you know, and uh, not that we sought him, but he sought us. Amen. And, you know, having having no hope is not a good thing. But when yes. <clears throat> when you when you realize how, how easy it is, how simple it is, because it's not of works, lest any man should boast by the grace of God that we have what we have. And, you know, we were endeavoring to um, to walk according to the word of God. And once you get born again, um, you spend time getting to know Jesus, you know, read the Gospels. Uh, Then after the Gospels, get into the epistles. And as you read, you're going to find out that it's pretty awesome. And you get to the end of Romans 8. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing. And there's a lot of people that'll say, well, if this happens, if you do this, you know, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to save you or, you know, you can lose your salvation 14 times a week and get it back 15. No, but you know, it right in the verse there, but now Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes far off and far out, I add, uh, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. <laughs> yeah. 
So that blood covers. That was an acceptable Amen. sacrifice to the Father. So we just accept that. As we accept that, we get sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. And that, that token, that seal can't be can't be taken out of us. It's it's there, right. you know, and it's a wonderful thing because then, you know, it talks about in Peter how we're we're a chosen generation, we're a royal priesthood. And then my favorite, peculiar people. Now I can relate to that one, you guys. <laughs> You know, but Amen, a chosen, a chosen generation. Amen. Like John we're new was creation. talking about. It's pretty great, you know. I mean, mm. Amen. We're new creation, uh, just like Second uh, Corinthians five sixteen seventeen. It says, "Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Ye, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know him, know we him no more." Therefore, if any man be in Christ, body of Christ, us, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things, behold, all things are become new. You know what's interesting is when you read that. Think about that. It's a new creation, right? Mm. Think about that term, a new creation. We have to first understand the fact that this is a creation by God. That wasn't there before, but now mm. it's there for each individual person, okay? And that comes when you believe in the finished works of Jesus Christ, and you hear the gospel, 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. When you hear that gospel, and you understand the gospel, and you have faith in it, a new creation takes place, which is your spirit, man. Your spirit, yeah. man, is brought back to life with the DNA, resurrection DNA of Jesus Christ, the Holy <laughs> Spirit, Okay. This was something, understand, this is something that was created by God at that moment when the person believes, a born-again spirit mm. man, all right? And it also explains that in John 1, in a 1, uh, 13, basically where, where he expounds on the newness of life. And I can't think of that verse, but if, uh, uh, Brother Greg won't bring that up, John 1, 13. I know that yep. just verse just popped into my brain, but that's another good verse that talks about it right there. And Ephesians 4.24, where it says, And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Right? So you constantly see this new man being portrayed. And here it is, John 1.13. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Okay? What's he talking about there? Not your physical body being born. Your spirit man being born, being resurrected back to life the moment you believe. That was done by the will of God here, according to John 1 13. Okay, that's what happened. Oh, yeah. Guess what? Ephesians 4 30 says you're sealed. Done. Yep. It's a finished work. Okay. Now it's time to wrestle in your not now it's time for you to go to war with your flesh. Amen. Right? You're gonna fight Amen. your flesh all the way to death or all the way to the rapture. You're gonna have good days and bad days. But you'll get better at fighting your flesh over time, amen. I can't wait to amen. Have <laughs> amen. Yeah, I was. It's so cool when, when we talk about the mysteries and how they're revealed, and how Paul was given these mysteries to reveal them to us. And I happened to be stumbling across going through Colossians the other day, and Colossians two two. I thought this might help someone else out there who was curious about some things. And um, Colossians two two says uh, that their hearts might be comforted. This is comforting, guys. 
but being knit together in love and unto all of the full assurance, the riches of all the full assurance of understanding, right? You get that full assurance of understanding through the scripture, the mysteries of God. And it says to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the father and of Christ. And this is so and the important thing about scripture is when we receive that Holy Spirit, these the mysteries become, we get that crucial cipher, i.e. the Holy Spirit, who now discerns in our, in, our, in our members, in our body, as the new man, right? Having that mind of Christ who now can enter into the Holy Scriptures and search the matter out. We, we are truly are kings that are searching out the matter. And I think that's so profound because, you know, it's a spiritual book. It really is changing. The, the Word of God is alive. It's it's living and it's it's always altering and changing in our perspective of what the Holy Spirit in that moment or season is teaching us. And I found that very reassuring though, the Colossians two two right there, because I was like, Oh look, we can reach a full assurance. You know, we talk about assurance all the time. There you go, guys, to know something, to believe it and receive it and be sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. Is, the scripture shows us that we can have that full assurance. So you don't have to to have any doubts you can stand strong on the word of truth and uh, it that's the greatest place to stand is on the rock right it is and a lot of people don't enjoy their salvation to the fullest because you know they're fighting with the flesh and god wants us to enjoy our salvation to the fullest you know not be doubtful when you wake up so what if i'm not saved as i keep doing this all over you know we wrestle with the flesh every day Mm -hmm. it's every day it's a battle you know, we mature as a baby, we keep growing, you know, but we may fail. We'll never fail fully. We'll always get back up because that Holy Spirit picks you back up every day. So nothing Amen. can snatch you out of God's hand, people. Nothing. Once Amen. you're saved, you're always saved. There's people that will attack you and say, well, you can lose your salvation. That is utterly false. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Speaking to what you're saying, Rick, right? Doesn't it say that? For a righteous man falls seven times, but yet he still rises again. Yes, sir. And that, that, that is, amen. Not because of our righteousness, but the righteousness of God that has been imputed to us. Thank God, God is good. Spirit, amen. Man. He's oh, awesome. My goodness. It's the most powerful force, I think. Well, God's most powerful force in the universe, but most powerful force in us is the Holy Spirit. You know, you don't realize amen. some people take it for granted. We carry this supernatural force around you. I mean, you're not going to have powers where you can zap something out of your hand. No, but you do have the power to deliver the truth. And it's driven from the Holy Spirit, you know, and you know that, that it's real because you see what it's done. Countless testimonials, people, of people that have lived a garbage can in life and they've changed. Every Amen. religion out there has failed, but this one religion is always with Jesus Christ. It ends with Jesus Christ. It doesn't end Amen. with other religions. It always ends with Jesus Christ. They always, when they get to Jesus, they change. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. It never Amen. fails. Because he said he was the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes unto the Father except by him. That, that verse you had on before there, uh, uh, the word understanding uh, in the Greek is the word synesis. And that's... Um, it's two ri- when two rivers flow together and they when two rivers flow together to go to the sea it's a, it's a it's it's kind of a mind picture because when when you have understanding which you'll get once you get born again you'll start to understand 
the word of God because it is it is God's heart and it is a spiritual book. Before that, uh, the word says that the natural man doesn't receive the things of the spirit of God because they're foolishness mm-hmm. unto them. They were foolishness unto me years ago. But once you get saved, they start to make sense. And, um, you know, another part of that is uh, you're, you're comforted being knit together in love. Amen. When you're knit together in love, and I mean, uh, all these guys that are on here with me, I, and, you know, I haven't met Rick before, but, you know, Michael, John, Bob, and Greg, I've known these guys for quite a while, but we've never, we've never met face to face. But these are my brothers, you know, I, I consider these guys family. And, you know, how, how did that happen? It's because our, our hearts have been knit together in love. You know, I mean, we, we all were, we're, our goal is to um, not have a million and a half views. Uh, our Amen. goal is, the, and, and the Lord's goal is that all men are to be saved and come to knowledge of the truth. And uh, I would rather be on that side walking and working with the Lord Jesus Christ than, than going the other way. Amen. You know, I mean, you're working mm-hmm. with him and he's working in you to will to do of his good pleasure. So when you're out there, whether you're teaching or you're sharing the word with somebody or you're praying for somebody, that's, that's yeah. all within the will of God, I believe. Yes. Amen. Right. If you look, if you look at your salvation and some people will say, well, I don't really see the difference. Go to Ephesians 5, 8. You will see the difference right there. It's very simple. It, and plus, if you go with a King James there, you will have the real verse, not the one that is expressed by other different versions, okay? For you were sometime darkness, not in darkness. You were the darkness because we live in a dark world, but now you are light in the Lord. So we're supposed Amen. to be shining light. We're still in the dark world, but we should we should shine light as walk as children of light. So if we were darkness, and I think about myself before I got saved in 86, yes, I was darkness. Um, everything could be uh, uh, everything could be um, how would I say that? was bad. Okay, just put it this way. Everything could be, was really bad. But once you're saved and you start reading, at one point, it's it's very good to make a stop, make a pause there, have a pause and look behind and look at yourself and say, okay, I know where I come from. Huh. So that's what happened there. Jesus saved me for all these reasons. And then if you count your blessings, then you will see why you were darkness, not in darkness. You were the darkness, yeah. but now you're children of light. That's very That's important. You got to make the division mm-hmm. there and see for yourself where you were. Right. That, that was a good verse you had up there. I don't want to put it back up there, but mm-hmm. I was going to make a point about it. But the fact he says, uh, it says, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now mm-hmm. are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. I like that, but now. Okay, that's the same thing you see in Romans six twenty three, where it says, "For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord." Okay, 
So that eternal life, Jesus Christ, the whole, the the indwelling Holy Spirit that we're given to as a gift, as it says right there, also Ephesians two eight nine, okay, right? It's a gift from God. Okay, it has to be given to you. That type of righteousness, right? You're not going to be able to inherit that type of righteousness. You won't be able to inherit that type of nature from like your parents or your grandparents. Okay, and you're certainly not going to be able to recreate yourself. Okay, you can't do it on your own. And God's not going to come in here and just kind of fix you up a little bit. Okay. The Bible <laughs> says it's a completely new creation. A completely, the, the old things passed away. It's a completely new creation that people Amen. have a hard time being able to get, wrap their heads around that whole thing. Okay. And uh, so basically, if you go to uh, even like Romans 6, 11, and 12, it says, likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin and but alive unto god through jesus christ our lord let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof so what he's saying here is is that be uh go back to the first word likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin what does that mean we are brought back to life. Our, our our spirit man has been resurrected back to life and sealed with the Holy Ghost. Okay, so guess what? It's impossible for your spirit to sin because it's dead to sin. All right? If somebody was dead, laying on the ground dead in front of you, think about it this way, that guy's dead. So is he any threat of any kind? No, he's dead. Okay, he, he's not going to pick up a knife and throw it at you. He's not going to lie. To, he's not going to pick up a gun. Not going to throw a grenade. He's dead. It's impossible for that dead person to do any of those things. Okay? But that's what he's saying here. Our spirit is dead to sin. It's impossible to sin. And the thing is, we we can't seem to get that because we have a soul that also has to control the household of our flesh. The Lord showed me this interesting scenario to help people understand what's going on. And this is what I love about uptime. Can we get into all this stuff about salvation and understanding it? All right. Amen. The Lord showed me it's like you are that you are the head of over two households with your soul. You got your soul and your 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 house you're the head of the household over your spirit man, a spirit household, and your head of the household over a flesh flesh of man, the flesh household. Spirit household is like your father over a house. Okay, father and mother over a household. All right. In the spirit home, you got all the kids playing violins in harmony. Beautiful thing. Perfect kids. Over the fleshly household, you got a bunch of unruly children. Okay. But you're over both households. They're separate households in a sense. But your your soul is piloting both of these households. Okay. Yes, the soul is having trouble because you can have good days and bad days in that with all the unruly kids. Mostly bad yeah. days. But in the righteous <laughs> household, the spirit man over that household, perfect. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Pick up after done eating. <laughs> no fighting, no nothing. So you're over that household, too. And then the Amen, day will brother come Bob. when that household, the flesh of the household, just disintegrates and you die. And now you're just yeah. over a spiritual home and it's perfect <laughs> or the rapture resurrection event. Which, which will redeem that unruly, those unruly kids in that fleshly household and bring the whole family together, right? Bring Amen. The whole both households come together. That's right. You know, so if you're frustrated <laughs> with your sins, that's why you're over two households. 
Yeah. Okay. You have to pilot both of them. All right. Oh, pilot. Yeah. It's uh it's really interesting. Yeah. I love real fast. I love what Bob said there and and talking about how the spirit it it just cannot sin, guys. And another thing, since we were just talking about Colossians two two, but in Colossians one twenty seven, it's really interesting because it says to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles. So you know, praise praise be the, yeah, praise be the God. That's us guys, which is what Christ in you, the hope, the of, glory. hope of glory, Christ being. Christos, right? Yeah. That that Greek word Christos, uh, also G five five four seven in the Strong's, and that is a picture of the anointing or the holy, the the oil, the Holy Spirit, guys. That this is Christ in us, yeah. the hope of glory. Christ in us yeah. does not sin. God is sinless. He is perfect. So yeah. it is impossible for that Holy Spirit within us, the hope of glory, mm-hmm. to ever commit any type of sin. Period. That's out of the question. That's why sin has been yeah. condemned in the flesh, right? That's the exhortation we get from Paul in Romans 7 and 8. And that's why it's so great that we can walk free of the condemnation. We who walk in the Spirit, we can walk free of that. You see why and, we've um, got such a battle, Michael. Oh, yeah. You know, I get it. Uh, um, Jesus Christ uh, won the war. Amen. But we, we still have a battle, you know. And uh, just like uh, the Lord told Joshua to be strong and of a good courage. You know, mm. that's what we need to remind each other of and, and uh, just thank God that he'll give us the strength to continue to, to persevere. And um, because a lot of times it's tough, but then again, and, and Joshua one down, down as you read through it, he said, but be strong and very courageous. And why would he keep telling him strong and very courageous? Because he needed that, edification he needed yes. to be told that you know exactly. you're you're going to be fine i'm going to be with you the battle is mine it's not yours what you need to do is be faithful to me and everything's going to work out and there's no guarantee that being a christian is going to be a, a you know a candy uh, and apples and, and puppy dogs i mean you're not mm-hmm. it's not going to be like that there's going to be times that are going to be tough exactly. and there's going to be times that are going to be challenging but the thing that we have is we have that Holy Spirit of promise. We can Amen. pray um, and we've got each other. We have the family. You know, we have a lot of, um, there's a lot of us and uh, there's no reason at all why, you know, we can, we can lean on one another when we have needs. Amen. You know, um, thinking about, thinking about Shannon the other day, you know, that was a need. Thank you. And Amen. Taken care of, and and the stuff that you've gone through, Michael and myself, and and all of us have gone through stuff. Yeah. But it, it's great to know that you know God's concerned about every every aspect of our life. You know, He's Amen. just not well. You know, Hagen needs some help now because it's really gotten bad. Well, how about the little stuff? How about just getting up and, and acknowledging that God is involved in every bit of your life? You know, not yes. just not just every once in a while, you know. And Amen. So up here, bear you one another's burdens, um, so you fulfill the law of Christ. You know, um, that's that's love. You know, 
That's the, love of, that's the love of God. And what Michael just was reading a few minutes ago about Christ in you, the hope of glory. Wasn't Christ love? He sure was. Amen. And you know what? His ministry didn't, didn't stop when he ascended up on high. He's still going. Good thing, man. Good thing it is. Yeah, God, he's so good, man. And I can't, I just, if unless you're walking in a relationship or you're just totally trying to ignore the Lord, you cannot help but notice the goodness of God in everything and every situation throughout your whole entire life. And I was uh, speaking with some brothers earlier today about some of the things that, you know, I personally been going, going on with and, and I remember at one point, it's crazy, it's on my uh, live stream that I did last on my on my channel, but someone, I don't even know who it was, but they left a book on my car, and it said, a, a, a cup of comfort, how a drawing close to the Lord. And I was like, Lord, only you could have brought some random stranger that has no idea who I am in this neighborhood to leave this book that cup of comfort and it's it's a bunch of stories right and exhortations about people's uh, challenges and how god delivered them through those challenges in their life and um one and one thing that i remember is at one of the critical points of the challenges i was going through you know i i started having doubts i'm just being honest with you guys i had all these doubts these fears and they they overtook me but god always faithful always never skips a beat never lets me down he'll never he'll never leave you he'll never forsake you and and when it passed because it always passes that storm always subsides you can see the goodness of god and how even when we're faithless he remains faithful he is truly an awesome god and one that i am just so so humbled and honored to serve as i know we all are it's so amazing to see this and i I just pray that everyone no matter what you're going through god knows your situations and which where you're at Mm -hmm. and i just encourage you to just set your heart towards the lord and he will deliver you he will bring peace and i know things are going to get challenging i know with shannon oh man that's been a big burden and i I was thinking about that i was like lord please (laughs) please (laughs) for me (laughs) allow allow this this need to be met because i love brother greg so much he's done so much for me and it's such a it's such an honor to be able to be here and brother bob and how much i mean guys has just done so much for me and the lord it's just so amazing and continually i'm here and i see new faces coming in like rick brother rick over there and john and it's so exciting to see what God's doing. It's like up times like this living in a live body of panel, right? like the body of Christ. You know, it's so cool. God is bringing this all together, man, for a reason. You know, he's assembled us as a team here to do something for God tonight, right here. It's live. You Amen. know, the Holy Spirit is empowering us to do this. If we, you know, if there wasn't any Holy Spirit, I don't, we wouldn't even be here. We'd be out partying, doing whatever. You know, but no, we're here in this very live chat room and we're we got one motive is to save you from going to hell, you know, mm-hmm. and we don't want right. to see anybody perish. And, you know, I mm-hmm. feel like the Lord is the Holy Spirit is connected to God and the Holy Spirit and God. God truly knows the day of the rapture. But I believe he is. I have never felt so ready to go home until we got to these last three years up to now. 
And I believe that though God says, I'm getting ready to come back on this day as he knows when he's coming. I've got to ready my church. And how he does that is he empowers the Holy Spirit in each and every one of us and works through us to ready the world for the big event that's coming. Go and save those that are not saved. And they say that the last pair of ears that hears the saving gospel, then the rapture should be triggered. You know, and I think after that, all, all the rest are going to be left behind because it's going to take a bigger kick in the butt to get them to save, get saved. So he's using us to speed it up. That's Amen. what we're doing. But it's going to come down to that last person and then boom, we're out of here. Mm-hmm. As I was talking about we last are. week, the the, the, the uh, word the word of God, Amos, uh, was it uh, Amos eight eleven? We're talking about there'll be a famine of the word of God. Okay, mm. and uh, you know some people think that the Holy Spirit leaves the earth. The Holy Spirit never leaves. God is omnipresence. He's omnipresent. Okay, so when we leave at the rapture resurrection, there will be nobody at that point that you can run to to receive the new gospel until the Revelation fourteen angel. 144,000, two witnesses begin their earthly ministry. Okay, how long is that going to take? I don't know. Okay, all I know is Revelation 14 says, from this day forward, blessed are those who die in the Lord from this day forward. Okay, so basically, God, in a sense, kind of goes silent. He's still there, all right? The Holy Spirit's still there, but he goes silent during this famine of the Word of God. And I think it's a great point. Because there are millions of us here on the earth spread out everywhere. Every nook and cranny of the earth, there, there's going to be a believer somewhere, okay, that you can run to, that the Holy Spirit will lead you to for the gospel of grace, for the covenant we're <laughs> under right now. But after we're all removed, that the Bible talks about people go from, you know, from sea to sea, continent to continent. They're, they're traveling whole continents, can't find nobody. We're all here. So what happens to us? You know, you see what I'm saying? How is that going to be achieved unless we're all removed? And that, and at this point, basically, this is a transition time into the next, you know, basically the continuation of the kingdom gospel that was paused back on Daniel's 69th week. It's being unpaused at this point. And God, of course, makes a big declaration through the Revelation 14 angel, the two witnesses, 144,000. Okay, but when does that start? I don't think it starts right away after the rapture. I think the dust has to settle. And how long is that going to take? What kind of a gap is involved there? You guys ever think about that? Yeah. Well, I don't think the Antichrist is going to wait around three or four months to go out into the world and tell everybody, hey, this is why the rapture happened. This is where they went. I think he'll come out in 24 hours. But to sign the peace agreement, that could take a little bit of time. I'm just guessing, folks. I don't know. We haven't gotten there yet, so we don't know. But, you know, it could be ready as we know, as we understand now. So the peace, the peace thing there, it could be ready as of now and just getting ready to be signed. That's it. They need the right guy to sign it. And that guy doesn't know who he is until he's activated. He's out there. There's always an Antichrist ready for Mm -hmm. that decade. And now they believe me, Satan's like, come on, get those Christians out so I can activate my key man. And when that happens, you know, there's your peace agreement. Right now, nobody's been able to pull this off yet. Israel, nobody's sitting down talking about settling the peace with the Gaza situation. Nothing has happened. There is no way, there's no end to any of these wars. And mm-hmm. it just keeps going and going. And as we're at the point of no return, 
And I believe God is now, it's very clear to me that God is leading this up to one man, which is the Antichrist. That's yes. what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. That's where it's going to oh, end yeah. with. We are close. You know, uh, I talked to John Bouch today with uh, Brother Michael. And I don't know, were you, were you there for that part? We were talking about the wheat harvest. We know we talked <laughs> about you know, the barley and the wheat harvest. Of course, oh, yeah. the wheat being the barley, how is it winnowed? It has to be thrown up into the air, caught up into the air. And then the wind blows off the chaff, which is, which is our sin, our old man, and we're given a new Amen. body. So that's how we are harvested, the barley. But the wheat, you know, goes under the tribulum board. Okay. Well, did you know, um, uh, John was talking about this machine. It's a farming machine. What they do is when they harvest the wheat, another way they do it is the machine will move along and it will take the wheat head. It pulls it, it. It basically beheads the wheat. Takes the head off of it and leaves leaves the shaft. Okay, mm-hmm. so every that piece of wheat gets beheaded, and the stalk stays. <laughs> so the wheat, being yeah. the tribulation saints, you're going to be crushed, going to be beheaded for wow. refusing to, to to worship the beast. So yep. another interesting parallel right there. I was like, man, that was that was a good find, John. I don't know if he's listening or not. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, that that was awesome. That machine they have now that does that, and it's a machine, a big beast machine. You know, so you see all the types and typologies there and stuff like that. You know, you know how in uh in World War II how they would like spray paint different people on the side of the the machine war machines. On on that one, I imagine they probably put a Martha Stewart spray painted her on there. From the- <laughs> you know what I heard, guys. <laughs> I saw this on the net somewhere. I don't remember where I saw it at, folks. But I saw they had a warehouse full of head beheading scalfuls. They're all wrapped up, hundreds of them, and they're 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 moderate. They're built moderately, so they're you know made out of steel instead of the old wooden ones. And they and I don't know if that's what I saw. People were saying it was. Why would they go and build so many all these scaffolds and keep them in a warehouse? Now it goes to where it goes right to back for the the reaping shall start. It says in the Bible in the beheading of the wheat. Well, those scaffolds will they be used for the beheading of all the Christians? You know, people that don't they refuse to mark. I don't know, folks. It could be. I don't know what you guys think. <laughs> yeah, I do think that there will be some beheading there. Oh, That's there will be. Sure. Yeah. It's going to be a shadow of what will be hell if you get stuck behind. And just to bring up people to think about, um, hell is going to be okay, of course, physical, pain, burn, smell, all that stuff. But my pastor, David Peacock, said once, and I really enjoy that because in a sense that makes you think, the worst thing it's going to be to be down there knowing that you cannot reach to God anymore because he oh, won't hear you. Right now, even if you say, I don't believe in God, you still can go on your knees and ask forgiveness and be saved and this and all that because you know your your mind, your soul knows that you can still have time to do that. But once you're in hell, that's it. That's, that's it. it. You cannot reach. There will be no more forever and ever plus 100 years. No you got one shot, one one time, one shot here at this. You know, folks, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is the time to believe in Christ. Amen. You know, All right, right. This is the time to shine. Now, this is right. the time. Yeah. So, folks, like I said at the very beginning of this uh, podcast, this webcast, it, it, there is a severity uh, to God as well, and the severity of God is is 
the judgments that Michael was just talking about. And yes, he is a loving God, but he is also a just God. Okay. Amen. He is a just God. So that is one thing you need. Yes. We need to understand he's a God of justice and he can't turn back against his word. That is one thing he's, he's definitely not going to do. He's not going to turn against his word. We talked about this uh, a few up times ago. All right. That he's not going to change his mind because he doesn't change his mind. And we know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and yes, even forever. So yes, he is a loving God. Now people will say, Oh, and I thought your God was all loving. Well, in a way, yes, he is. He wants everyone to come to get to know him. But at the same time, it's not going to be a point where you say, oh, well, I don't accept what his, Jesus did for us on that cross and trust in the blood of Jesus. And I Amen. can go my merry way. You believe yeah. your thing and I believe mine and I'm going in this direction. There's only two directions you can go. There's only two, mm-hmm. folks. Okay. It's this way or that way. Right. And it's, it's either heaven or hell. There's no in between, okay. folks. And and, yep. and there's no purg there's no purgatory either. I'm sorry. No, you still yeah. believe that that is no, false doctrine. There is no yeah. purgatory where you can get your way out, uh, you know, get yourself out of jail card. There is none of that. No sorry. Get out of hell it's exactly. false <laughs> doctrine by the Roman Catholic Church. Smoking yeah. or non smoking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Amen. You know what though? <laughs> yeah. Rightly dividing the word smoking, of God. Non smoking. How important is it to rightly divide? John John knows. Okay, but when you rightly divide the word, you can also rightly divide yourself. Remember, we're body, soul, and spirit. You have to rightly divide it. So if you understand what's going on in the spirit, you will have peace and joy because you know you're sealed to the day of redemption. And then, and, and you know what's going on in your flesh because okay, obviously this is full of sin. Okay, they're separated. Great. This one's not going to spoil that one. Great. They're compartmentalized. I like that. Things get compartmentalized, all right? And that's the way God works. Your flesh is, in a sense, separate. But people, when they don't rightly divide the word, what do they do? They mix all of it up. Everything means, mm. everything points to everything. You get judged on everything, okay? You're going to get judged if you if you mistreat a bird's nest, according to the 613 mm. laws of statute, if you wear the, right type of, the wrong type of clothing, okay? Or you miss the Sabbath because they're mixing it all up. So you got you separate your spirit from the spirit man from the physical old man that Paul refers to yeah. this body of death and sin that Brother Michael is talking about that the Lord will deliver us from eventually. Amen. You know, if you rightly divide them, rightly divide the word, you'll be able to rightly divide your own salvation and understand what's going on with you, right, John? Yes, sir. Pastor Robert Breaker has a good example of that. We're like a football. The skin is our body. The inside black balloon is your soul. And the air inside is your spirit. It's the Holy Spirit there if you're saved, you're sealed. So if the balloon is sealed, you can play. But if it's not, unfortunately, you're going to get stuck with the balloon. You're going to get stuck with the skin and there will be no no Holy Ghost in you. How strong is salvation? Yeah, right. and you need salvation for that, you know, in a, to be able to be uh, to be able to uh, enjoy life as a spiritual life and walk the walk worthy of being. Amen. Right. 
A good point is John, if you bring up verse uh, John one ten, Greg, mm-hmm. it says there, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word, key, key, key phrase here, and his word is not in us. Okay? So if his word is not in the Holy Spirit is not in you. Okay? This means the Holy Spirit, you're not born again, the Holy Spirit is not in you. His word is not in you. Because when the Holy Spirit is in you, it brings your spirit back to life. But guess what? Now that Holy, my, my, my spirit, okay, brought, brought back to life, saved and sealed. What my spirit does now, it testifies to my flesh. It says, you're a sinner. You're disgusting. Mm. You're filthy. You're not righteous. You're full sin. And that's what that verse says right there. He he, he was, was that the right verse, John one ten. What did I say? I think I got the wrong verse up there. I said, uh, I think I got the wrong verse. But it says, uh, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him liar, and his word is not in us. Okay, oh, if you deny first that, John. Yeah, I think it was first, first John. John I think. Yeah, first John one ten. My bad. I think. But uh, you see what I'm saying though? The word says, if you deny that you're full of sin, you're a liar. Okay, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, right? Mm. So we know you have to admit that you're a sinner. Okay, but when you get born and sealed, your holy the Holy Spirit indwells within you, and it starts testifying. Of how bad your flesh is. So guess what? Ephesians 4.30. Grieve not the Holy Spirit or promise which you have been sealed till the day of redemption. So you start your your spirit is grieved. You and the Holy Spirit collectively grieve and testify that your flesh is filthy. So if you're not having that internal war going on within you, if within you, you deny that you have sin. Yes. Okay. But if you do have this internal war going on within you. You're saved, okay? That That's a great point, people. How do you know I'm saved? I was like, do you have this spiritual, fleshly war going on every time you sin? Do you have that going on inside you? Yeah, I hate my sin. Yeah. You got somebody on somebody on behalf of God speaking within, within you, okay? That's right. That's a sign of your salvation. 1 John mm-hmm. 1, 9, just one verse before where you were. You know, people will say, oh, this is not for a dispensation. I'm safe. Uh, I'm safe forever, and I don't have to confess my sins and everything. It's when you grieve the Holy Spirit. Let's say that, uh, Brother Bob, you have your house right now, and it's paid for. It's yours. Don't answer that. That's not of my business. But it's your your house, and you say, well, this is mine forever now. Are you going to take care of it? Are you going to uh, to clean it, to put a new roof when it's needed? So we got to keep our fellowship with the Holy Ghost. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So it's a commitment. Uh, sometime when you go to bed at night, you say, oh, Lord, <laughs> this today I said that that was wrong. Um, if you can make it up with the person you do and all this, you took all the steps, but you still want to talk to the Holy Ghost about it. I do. And I want to keep up with my fellowship with the Lord. I'm sealed. Okay, I could say nothing and let it go. Yes, I could. Will I keep my my fellowship with the uh, Holy Spirit? Might be a little harder, right? So I always keep keep it clean. I keep the space clean for the Lord himself to be sitting there, the Holy Ghost to be sitting there. And I I try. I, I'm a sinner, okay? 
news, uh, top news there, but I'm a sinner. I'm saved, but still, there is things that I do that it's going to grieve the Holy Spirit, and I must not do that. I must try to fix it and to stay away from sin. And mm -hmm. this is a great verse that I like, because if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. It's right. John 8, 7. John 8, yeah. 7, like he cast the first stone, it's without sin. Mm -hmm. Right. That's you brought a up a good verse last week there, John, too. Uh, Acts 9.31. Remember that mm -hmm. verse? I remember you brought that up. You, uh, Acts yeah. 9.31, it says, Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria, and were edified, and walking in the fear of the Lord, yes. and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. How do you do that? How do you yeah. walk in fear of the Lord, and the comfort of the Holy Ghost? Your spirit walks, your spirit man walks in the comfort of the Holy Ghost, being saved and sealed. All right? Yes. True salvation, eternal salvation, never lose yes. it. But you walk in the fear of the Lord because you're a flesh, because your flesh is still under the judgment Amen. of sin. Amen. Under the judgment of the wages of sin is death. Amen. So you exactly. can bring in all kinds of death on your life, not just a physical death. No. You can bring death to relationships, death to your money. You can bring death to your... Uh, Uh, relationship with your kids, you can bring depth to your finances, you can yeah. bring depth to your credibility, your ethics, mm -hmm. and everything. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, Bob, I got a question for you. Yeah. The people during the tribulation, there's a time where the, they'll be tormented for five months. Now, that's for the unbelievers. We know that. Now, the people that get saved during the tribulation, will those demons attack those for five months that are saved? I would think not. Am I correct on this, Bob? What do you? What's your What's your thoughts? They will, you know, we have to bring that verse up. We could take a look at it that way. Do it properly in context. Yeah, I, think it's I don't 9, think right? that. Um, I don't think these people will be. Uh, well, I don't think they're going Physical. to be tormented by these demons because I think that same power will be able to rebuke them the same way we can today. In Jesus' name, we can. You know, speak over the spirits. By the way, did you that that mention that last week? That that one gentleman that that's uh, I can't think of his name. I can't never think of his name. But this guy, this guy is like a professional in, in the UFOs and stuff like that, studying a lot of stuff. He said that the UFOologists and demonologists and alienologists, however these people are, they said that if you want these ab abductions to stop happening to you, they said you have to. You have to send them the way in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, and I remember the hearing UFO that. UFOologists were saying that they they don't even believe in Jesus, but it said, mm -hmm. but it's documented here that if you want these things to leave you alone, for some reason you can send them the way. You can send them away and keep them away from you by the name of Jesus Christ. That's right. And they kind well, of like because they're getting saved and they don't even know it yeah. at that second they said it. They actually accepted them. They didn't realize <laughs> they did it. That could that just saying, folks. <laughs> So there you go. Well, I think that's a difference. Between, yeah, I think it's a difference between walk the walk, Christian, and talk the talk. Uh, it is an actual Holy Spirit filled believer that can actually, you know, use the name of Jesus against. And I believe that anybody who uses the name of Jesus in the right way will will thwart the enemy and these things, and they will they will flee. Um, well, I don't know this. I don't know this individual that you speak of, Bob, but mm -hmm. I do know that mm -hmm. there is one Joe Jordan. Um, who I've actually interviewed on Uptime. Actually, his uh, he has a three-part interview on Uptime, Joe Jordan uh, testimonies. And so he is part of what's called the CE4 network. 
And he has testimonies of over 300 people who have uh, called on the name of Lord Jesus during an alleged abduction case cases, mm-hmm. okay, of these alien greys, so to speak, who I consider to be locusts, by the way. Thank you, Michael, for bringing that up another time. Uh, <laughs> locust heads, not really, uh, yeah, greys. But the point being that they called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and these things flee. And it, it just reminds me of the verse where it says, you know, resist the devil and he will flee, right? Yeah. These people called upon the name of above all names and they fled the scene. Why would these beings from light years away, right, quote unquote, be afraid of the name of Jesus? That is what he questioned. And he started doing all these, all this research and interviewing all these people, finding out that Jesus Christ, they were afraid of the name of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. when calling upon Amen. him, when they were being attacked, when they were being attacked. So yep. that just, I mean, that shows me evidence right now, not only of our faith, but of the power of the name of Jesus. Just that alone. Right. Yeah. That happened to me. Joe, my, that happened to me one time at my home and spoke the name of Jesus. I told you guys that story. And that one entity went running right out of our house, man. Like my yep. son saw this thing. I said, I, I said a prayer over my other son in Jesus' name. And all of a sudden, this thing, I hear my son screaming downstairs, Dad, 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 Dad. I come downstairs, like, what's going on? And just say, this thing went running through the whole house and whipped around the house, went outside. It was like a shadow he saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like right after I said the name of Jesus. And I started heading downstairs when this whole thing took place. And I just said that. I didn't even say at it. I just, I was just, you know, in a mm-hmm. different room. And I said the name Jesus. That thing went, bam. <laughs> he was like, oh, Amen. God. God Whoever should call upon my name, that's Amen. what he meant. He meant it, no matter what. Oh, yeah. I've heard but of countless know, you know, uh, cryptids and different, anything. like, stories of different things and entities. And, and one thing that I always thought was just almost comical because the people aren't Christians who are talking about it, and they bring up like they're like, "Oh, I always remembered my grandma, or I remember my you know dad, or I remember so and so that always said Jesus." And it's funny because when the when the rubber meets the road, just like there's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole. When you're when you're faced up with something unknown, or the supernatural, or your death, there will be no other name that you will call upon. I'm telling you, it's funny. You'll see an atheist completely change his tune. I've seen it personally. And um, it's because we all know deep down inside, we all know. And like we were talking about earlier today with John Boucher, I think a lot of people are fence straddlers. They want to, they want to have their, their cake and eat it too. And there's coming a time real soon where you're going to have to make that decision, like what Brother Greg was talking about earlier, about decisions and the the righteousness of God and his intensity of his righteous, holy judgment. These are things that people are going to have to face, and they're going to have no choice but to make a choice. And that's going to be their Joshua 2415 moment, but I encourage everyone who has not made that choice to make it today because really tomorrow isn't guaranteed. Our next breath isn't guaranteed. I may log off here, and you never know it. You know, you, you just never know what happens. You know, you might have a, a loved one. They might be gone tomorrow. So we must be diligent about getting the truth out. And the truth is the gospel of our salvation, First Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. We have Amen. to, guys. It's so important right now. 
It is so important at this time that we're in. I do have to go, but um, I was so excited to be able to at least make it here for as long as I did tonight because I, I wasn't even planning on being able to make it. But <laughs> I appreciate you guys. It's so awesome to to, to be a part of it. And um, just let your thank you, Michael. And just remember that whatever. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, I was going to say there was one thing that I wanted to, to kind of suggest to because we were talking about you know walking the walk and 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 walking the talk or doing the talk, walking the walk, whatever, however it's phrased. But um, one thing that I seen in scripture is how our conscience. I think a lot of people downplay the conscience a lot, you know, but the conscience is a good guide, right? Because whatever's not, whatever's not done in a full state of conscience, like it's, it's done in sin. If you're not doing it in faith, it's done in sin. So if something is grieving you, turn away from it. Don't, don't, don't continually do something that is grieving the spirit in you. And we all have that different measure of liberty. And that's where things get a little dicey, right? Because what, I might be able to do may cause you to stumble and what you do might cause me to stumble. But of course we're exhorted. The stronger one is not to criticize the weak or the weak, the strong, but we're all to know the measure of faith that we've been given. And to keep in mind that consciousness guys, that's very key because Jesus wants us to have that unhindered fellowship. And I remember Robert Breaker put it in a really awesome way that I like. You have your standing and your state before the Lord and Yes, we're in right standing, right, when we come to the cross and we trust it in the blood and we have been sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise, but our state can fluctuate. We can we can go into sin and we can grieve the Holy Spirit. Because one thing that I think that isn't addressed enough that I'm so happy was brought up tonight was the grieving of the Holy Spirit and quenching of the Holy Spirit. Because there's not, I've, you know, I've looked into these things and I was like, well, what is this? God, what what is the quenching? What happens if someone quenches? What what happens if someone's grieving? How how is this how is this uh, accomplished? What what exactly is happening here? But if we live a life that's full of of willful sin, yes, you you're going to be saved. Yes, you're going to be chastened. But you can dampen the power of God in that relationship that you have with Him if you quench the Holy Spirit. So you might ask yourself, well, what do I do? just turn from it set your heart to the lord talk to the lord turn from whatever it is and he will reignite the reignite the fire remember he said he will never quench a smoking flax or break a bruised reed it is god who sustains you your faith from the beginning to the end he is the author of our life our testimonies i mean he penned it out in the lamb's book of life so he knows our struggles and don't let Satan tear you down. Go to the Father. Run to the Father with all your cares. And I tell you, I promise you from personal experience, from just the struggles of life, and I'm coming up now on my five years of being born again. I know that's nothing compared to my 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 cadre here. They're, they far supersede me in years, but the Lord has taught me, I would think, a lot in these five years, and I think that's one of the teachings that I would like to see more of is not grieving the Holy Spirit because we live with him inside of us, and he, he should be treated with honor and respect. That is the spirit of the living God who quickens our mortal flesh from the death to the life. So it's Amen. it's so awesome to remember that, and I, I love you guys. Amen. Thank you so much. 
God bless you guys, everyone in the chat. Coming on. All right. Thanks for coming on, brother. God bless you. Thank you for coming. God bless you. Uh, Before we get to questions, uh, Bob, I think we should just touch upon Daniel 927 real quick because Rick brought up a great point earlier before on that uh, that topic. And that's that's, – you were bringing up, Rick, that uh, you thought that the Antichrist would just – come up at some point soon and also the fact that there may be a covenant already at play here uh, i think john brought that up too earlier and so this is one thing that we need to realize for daniel nine twenty seven. right there's one thing in here that we all need to concentrate on and that's the he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease mm. this is in the middle of the 70th week that he causes a sacrifice to weeks to cease. So if that's the case, then it means that something at toward the beginning, in my mind, at least that something started, that was a sacrifice. Now it's interesting to note is that the red heifers are already um, starting to get, be ready to go for Passover. Yeah. uh, This coming April. So that Mm -hmm. in itself should show us also that we're getting closer uh, because I think they're just about coming of age if I'm not mistaken, uh, maybe you guys can elaborate on that. Well, they're everything ready at the temple. They're they're they got all the garments ready, the utensils. Everything is almost ready. They just got to build the building. They've got it already laid out where I think they're going to build it at. And I've seen a building go up downtown inside of six months. They they can build things fast. Of course, when the Antichrist comes to power. He can. He's got. He's going to have virtually unlimited funds, and he can hire enough crew to build a temple in, inside of three months, or even faster than that. And uh, the heifers will have to be healthy. They'll have to be ready at that time. Rather, will be more heifers born? I don't know. But if these are the only heifers that we saw on YouTube, are the only ones that will be ready, then that puts us very, very, very close to this temple being built. And you know what happens all before that. That's how close we are. That's right. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to make a quick mention about that. Um, the question you asked me earlier about will the saints who are in the tribulation be affected by these locusts? Yeah, once you get saved. Yeah, yeah, once you get saved. If you read uh, uh, Revelation 9, verses 4 and verses 6, the two verses before, the verse before and after that verse, First of all, you, it says here uh, that they cannot touch the, the, those who have the seal on their foreheads. Who are those? Those are the 144,000. Okay, right. 12 tribes of Israel. We are seeing that already. And then it says here in verse 6, it says, In those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Now, when... The tribulation saints, when they're faced with a choice of whether or not to take the mark, they can die because they get beheaded. So they have no problems dying. These are the people who take the mark of the beast because they can't die for some weird reason. I don't know why, but they are unable to die. So the tribulation saints obviously have no trouble dying because they get beheaded and end up under the altar. Okay, so these people here, these obviously are different type of people that take the mark of the beast. These are the people that are going to be tormented by these things, not the tribulation saints or whoever is saved during the tribulation, I should say. But they should put on the white robes and they shall be, you know, they come in by the robes, you know. Mm -hmm. So, wow. Mm -hmm. 
But again, we're going to be ready to see the back of Jesus because we will be raptured. <laughs> you want to be in back. front of him, that's for sure. Because in that time, if you see the front, uh-oh, you're in trouble. You're on the you're wrong side. You won't have time to see the front. You'll be, you'll be dead that fast when you see him. His brightness will kill you instantly. Oh, that's, that's how much right. power he's going to bring with him. Yes. Power, power and great glory. Yeah. There's a Amen. question here from Jamad. It says, what's what's your thoughts on the geomet, uh, geomagnetic reversal, Bob? They say it could be the six seal opening. It could be. It could be that 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 the new magic the new magic fault line that can give it the six seal. I put that in my book. That's what I thought the six seal was going to be. So that sign, I mean the that um the sign of Jonah, like what brother Aaron talks about. God, a minute, okay, it is a sign of Jonah. It's another form of it. It's a typology yeah. of it. It's a type of it. And it's interesting is that the first one that passed through were seven Salem's, which were the seven years of peace. And now they got the seven seven Ninevehs and the second one, which is seven years of famine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have that coming on. So obviously the seven tribulations are on here somewhere. Okay. But uh yeah, I think the sixth seal, I don't know if this thing's gonna give way to sixth seal or not, or will this thing give way on its own? I don't know. But uh if I had put money on it, I'd say it'd be at the sixth seal, still three and a half years in, probably around twenty twenty seven. That would justify the destruction that I talked about earlier beginning of this video where God would destroy the Western nations because of what they did when they became that dark alpha. And that mm-hmm. justified God pouring out the wrath of the seven trumpets on the Western nations after they run that course of being that dark alpha. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Someone's asking here, would that have to be after the rapture? Wouldn't that have to be after the rapture? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. After the rapture. Apophis. <laughs> Long gone. We'll be with the bridegroom. There's a burning look mountain. At it and say, huh, look at that. There's a burning mountain coming. It's in the Bible. And they're yeah. saying it could be Apophis, that meteor. It's coming in 2029. 2029. If it, it, if it is, if it is, and it is the one that God's going to use, then you do your math, folks. Count the math. That's right at the last, almost last year of the seven years. Then that means you count all the way back, 2025, that marks the first year of the tribulation. It has to be if God's using that. So there again, it's staring at us right in the face. You know, it takes guys like us to figure it out. Right. Wow. Here's a person there. No, it wasn't that one. Which one was it? It was. Uh, I've seen that, one. the white rainbow, rainbow, but. Uh... Yeah, there it is right here. Was that it? No one's talking about the white rainbow over northern Israel. You know what's interesting? As soon as I saw that, that reminded me of a dream I had that took place at the rapture. This rapture dream I had. Remember that dream I told you about where I saw all the there was a nuclear explosion, then I saw all the spaceships coming in and stuff like that. And then I saw this uh then throughout the course of the dream, right before the rapture takes place, I saw this outline of a rainbow that was in the clouds, but it had no color. It, it it was it was a clear see through rainbow, and on the other side were white clouds, so it looked like a white rainbow. In my dream, hmm. I, wow. I was like, "What is the point of that?" In the dream, I, I still I was like, and then I started seeing these white white rainbows, which is essentially what I saw in my dream. And then right after I saw that, then I saw uh, you talked about Apophis, John. Was that you or Rick? It was me. Apophis, right? I did. You know, I saw I saw something coming at us that looked like a gigantic asteroid, mm. and then I saw mm. the sun setting in the west. 
So I know that wasn't the sun that was coming at us. So I saw that rainbow, and then the trumpets went off, and then we were raptured at that point. There's a movie coming out. That white rainbow. I don't know what you guys think. And there's a movie coming out called They're Here to Stay With Us. It's coming out in theaters. Did anybody see the trailer to that? Well, you know what? It sure fits the rapture because when the rapture comes and they come down, and the aliens come down, fallen angels, they're going to be here to stay with us. The Nephilims, you name it, it's going to be a mess. And everybody's going to be running scared because their hearts will fail them for fearful sights Mm -hmm. that will be set on their eyes. They're going to see things they only see in Hollywood, rambling in our streets and in the air. It's always funny when people say, oh, I'm just going to ride the uh, tribulations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going to go underground in your million-dollar bunker. Yeah, God said that he will, they will hide from him, from the face That's of right. him, in their million-dollar bunkers. No matter where you hide, God will find you down in your bunker. Yeah. I don't care how mm-hmm. comfortable and how secure your bunker is. Oh, sure. You will be met with God. Oh, so you might as well just stand out on top of yeah, the world. The whole earth is going to be shaken. Yeah, you're going to get hard. killed for an egg salad sandwich. You're yeah, going to kill for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, hey, you get no a favor. You're actually you're actually closer to hell by doing this. So it's a yeah. shorter trip to hell for you. You're hiding in the hiding under the earth down That's in the funny. And hearts will <laughs> fail them funny. for what is coming upon the earth. Right. Yep. There's a question here from Caesar. It says, Will there be a red uh red blood moon this year? And if so, will it appear at the Feast of Trumpets? There's a blood moon. There's a red. Uh, there's a P number blood moon on March 24th and 25th. Okay, and then my birthday's on the 25th What's of that? March. My birthday's March 25th. Oh boy! Oh my goodness! I didn't know that. Mine yep. is on the 8th of April. Thanks, Bob. That's yep. weird. Yeah, thanks, Bob. <laughs> and that that blood moon falls on Purim. Hello. So you got the whole Esther theme there, the bride. Whole theme there happened with the warning for Israel this year. What a perfect warning. Okay. And then there's another blood moon on September 17th and 18th. Right. And uh that's on uh that's on Elul 14 and 15, which means uh deliverance, uh I think it was a uh, deliverance and uh freedom. I believe that's what it means. So or deliverance and rest. I'm not sure where okay, 14 <laughs> and 15. So that would be a representation not just of our deliverance and rest, but also Israel's deliverance and rest after perhaps this would be when God overcomes their enemies and then they have a period of rest. So they're mm-hmm. delivered and rest, Elul 14 and 15 at the blood moon on September 17th and 18th. Okay, so just a, just a quick question from myself to you, Bob. Uh, do you think up in heaven after the rapture we will have an uptime department specialized in? <laughs> <laughs> specialized in searching and signs and <laughs> I wish <laughs> we'll be given a grand tour of heaven we'll get there yeah, first yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. we'll know everything by then <laughs> for our yeah. cross paths with Bob and Greg and you everybody uh, please find if me when we get there and say hey guys remember this if that's what you want there'll be plenty of time for we're outside of yeah. time you know yeah. what I mean if that's what you want you can have it look after this is all said and done I'm going mm-hmm. to disappear for 500,000 years because I'm going to travel the universe. Yes. Oh, my okay. goodness. I'm with so, you, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to go see everything. I'll be gone. Angels <laughs> yeah. travel in chariots. <laughs> You're going to have to put a sign in your door in your mansion yeah. there. You guys <laughs> out. I take that back. You'll see me at the feast days because the feast days will be celebrated forever. 
So you'll still see me at the feast days, but outside of that, man, that just the universe is a huge place. And I'm into astronomy and all that stuff. And I want to see it. I want to see everything. Or Second and third heavens, you know. It's gonna be incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna be absolutely incredible. I think we all can go together. <sighs> all right. Why would it? people turn that down? Why would you want to not do go through all I mean, you want to go to hell? Be my guest. Oh, I mean, come on. Which is it? Paradise, foreign yeah. universe, or go to hell? You take your pick, folks. Yeah, well, yeah, people use that word so loosely. Uh, the lost use that word so loosely. If they only knew. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, next question, you want to? Yes. There's a, how do you know if you if you have rewards? What if you don't have any? What would happen? I don't I think answered, I answered that person in the chat there. Yeah. What do you go ahead and give your answer here then? Well, I just said if you are safe and sealed with the Holy Spirit, you will find out which rewards you have. But you're you're sealed. You're good to go. You you're saved. You're you're good to go. Now, of course, if you walk, if you walk uh, worthy of being a Christian and you help and you do this after the salvation then you're going to get rewards. But there's no physical way to know how much rewards I have. It's a big no. guess right now. Um, and it's personal, I'm, isn't it? It's personal. Yes. Between oh, you yeah. And it's very when personal. You, when, when you get up there, that's what you're going to say. I'm getting rewarded for that? I didn't yeah. think I'll get rewarded for that. <laughs> you're, you're going, trust me, the Lord's going to find some way to reward you. Okay, I don't yeah. think the Lord wants anybody sleeping under an emerald bridge in heaven. Yeah. Okay, I think everybody's going to have something. Okay, so you're going to be is pleasantly the, surprised. Is the Bible no, clear what rewards we will get? There is one reward that says that will. There is a reward for looking for His coming. I believe that's said in the Bible. So there there's one crown crowns. of life, seven crowns. Yeah. There is one that the, we won't have because it's for the saints. Yeah, there is seven crowns altogether. With mm-hmm. jewels and gold and all kinds of stuff. Rubber, and rubber will we be wearing crowns? Will we wear a crown literally when we get there? Will we give them a white robe? Will we have a crown? I think it might just be a small, like, little bracelet with each of our, our insignia of rewards we've gotten. I don't know. I mean, just I'm throwing it out there as a guess. Robert Breaker does a great job. On, <laughs> yeah, Robert Breaker does a great uh, job on on, mm. that, uh, on that study. So We're going to have a have an apron with patches. Something. Like the Boy Scouts, like the Boy Scouts yeah. <laughs> Here's a one. Uh, what do you think of this one? You want to do this one, Rick? Go ahead and read it. Okay, question. Should I? Okay, shouldn't we see the revival of the Roman Empire soon? Well, we're it seeing it put together right now behind the scenes. We're seeing the Great Reset coming together. They're getting everything ready because we know this is Satan's last power grab of this planet. Okay, he's getting ready to make his final grab of this planet. He's only got seven years to do it, guys. So, of course, everything is being set up, especially the the temple, the one world religion I brought up earlier in this show. He's getting everything is getting ready, and God is ready in it by using his key people down here, the elites, the high ups with unlimited funds. It's being set up right now as we speak. And, uh, that is the super empire system that will be used to get the fi- all the souls he can get to gathered up to, to worship him. And they're being tricked. Oh, they are. And like I said, you know, that's why we got to shine like crazy right now. Because 
you know, once that arc door slams shut, the rapture, we're out of here. They're going to be beating on that door saying, oh, my God, I didn't see that. And all the millions of videos on YouTube will show that this Roman Empire was already in the making. It's been mm-hmm. going on for probably more than 100 years. I hope that answers your question there. Well, the system mm-hmm. is so far in right now, people don't pay attention. But like in Montreal, Canada, there is two bank banners. They don't carry cash anymore in their bank. If you go oh, there for a loan, they're going to put it on your card. And you go with your card. Bye-bye. There is no cash. You cannot go inside and cash a check for money. There is no more uh, uh, money, paper money. Yes. Everything's going to be digital. Yeah. If you don't worship him, right, click on the uh, enter button. Your your account is completely zero the next day. Yes. uh, There's no money in my card. What's going on? Uh, you're supposed to get the mark yesterday. They're, they're going to come to your house and make sure you get it. And then they come and take you away. You've been given a choice. Either you take the mark or you go to prison. And they line you up to be beheaded, of course. Mm-hmm. you know, There's a graphical movie on YouTube on that. Yeah. I have to find it. But mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's crazy time coming our way. Or oh, their yes. way, I should say. Not our way. There's a very interesting question here. We have that. I put this one, put this one up here. I figure probably get a lot of comments. So, so once saved, always saved. What if you commit suicide? Well, like we said earlier, rightly divide. Okay, the spirit once again is born again, sealed, brought back to life. Now, if you make a stupid decision to kill your to kill your vessel, that doesn't undo what God did for your spirit. Okay, you know what leads to a suicide is a, a lot of not depending on God, not looking at God, and allowing sin to overtake you. And what does the Bible say? The wages of sin is death. Now, yeah. you might bring that death on yourself. Right. Could, you can do it yourself. Sure. It's a stupid decision. You can shoot yourself in the foot if you want to. I don't recommend it. But I've had people, I have a, a believer kill themselves that sold me this wedding ring. Okay? She sold me my wedding ring, and she also sold my wife's uh, the diamond for her ring. Okay, and uh, and great woman, great believer in Jesus, taught the gospel, the gospel of grace and everything. And I was like, man, amen. I like this woman. That's why I decided to do business with her. She did it out of her house. She had a, she worked with some people in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But I found out about three months later that she committed suicide. Oh, I'm like, I knew the Holy Spirit was in her. I knew it was in her. Why did she do that? And I knew why she did it. I'm not getting into it. But that was a perfect example. And I used to think that, you know what? Yeah, yeah, what the hell, man? Messed up. I was like, no, no, not when you rightly divide, right, John? Nothing can separate you from the Lord if you're saved. Mm -hmm. Nothing. That's right. The word nothing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which verse is this, please? Romans 8, 838. 838. Mm-hmm. Right, I'll, pull it, I'll pull it up. Sorry. Hold yes. One moment. Give me, be patient. Yes, it's very please. important. Okay. <laughs> please don't, don't kill yourself. If you thought about it, talk to someone or anything like this. The only God that. has that right to take your body, take you, you know? Yes. Yeah. Either death. Okay. Of course, if you get death by yourself, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, 
nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, Jesus our Lord. Our Lord. So that's very important to know that. So if you ask this question because you know someone that is talking about that, make your best, do your best to bring the gospel and try to focus on reading the Bible, Bible studies, anything like this. Seek professional professional uh, doctor aid or something like this. Please don't think about that. Or if somebody thinks about it, please try to dissuade them or something like this or talk to specialists because this is wrong to do it but you cannot be separate if you're alive blessed in the blood of Christ and you're saved and you're sealed there is nothing it's right there Roman 38 39 nothing can separate you from and that goes for because we brought that topic once That goes for the uh, self uh, self uh, death assisting. Okay, those who are doing this, it's sad. It's sad for both for the family. Yes, thank you, uh, Greg. You got on the line there. I'm gonna mention it for the for the uh, audio mm-hmm. audio okay. national hope line network one eight hundred four two two four six seven three or 1-800-422-HOPE, okay? Make sure that you talk to someone. This is not great. This is sad decision if they make that decision. But if they're saved, that's the main important thing. They have to be saved, okay? Amen. 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 I got a question. This one kind of ties into a bunch of questions I'm seeing right Mm -hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think about the Revelation 12 sign from 2017? Do you think that that was an actual sign of prophecy or something else? Yeah, well, at the time, we thought it was what it was, but it turned out to be way more than we thought, especially now looking at the next uh, eclipse coming through. For example, that 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 Revelation 12 sign, right, it was preceded by the American eclipse, which represent it went through seven Salem's, okay, seven years of peace okay and it was kicked off by the revelation 12 sign there okay and then we, of course we've seen other types of revelation 12 signs also take place but it was like we talked about before the lord was saying hey see that right there pay attention to it okay you got seven years to get ready there it is that's why it took place right before that eclipse and now the second eclipse is coming through it goes through seven none of us okay and Of course, Lasabio says a black swan event. Are we looking for a black swan? Not on that day because everybody's looking for something on that day. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you guys have enough, something else you want to say about well, that. Well, does, does he mean the what is a black swan? Which was, What is a black swan? Right. So a highly oh, yeah. improbable event. Mm. Right. Right. We went over that last week. Yes. With Brother yeah. Shane. Yes, we had a great from topic. Black Swan yeah. Revelations. A yeah. highly improbable event. And everybody, when they see it coming, they say, uh? That's a black swan. Guys, you want to comment on these two questions here? I'll show the first one here. What do you, about the whole Revelation 12 signs, what are you guys' opinion on that? And how? I, I, I tend oh, to say the same thing as you did, uh, Brother Bob. It's okay. pretty you, much you, that. that's what it is. 
Mm-hmm. You too, Brother Rick? Yeah, yeah we okay. agree. Yes, sir. I'll give you guys a little treat afterwards. I did a little skit with Brother John Boucher from Watchmen for that great day on the Revelation 12 sign before we end this, uh, or just after we end the conversation. I will play that clip for you guys. It's short, sweet, to the point. I think you'll enjoy it. Go ahead. Brother Rick, we talked about this right here. Do you want to go ahead and uh, do this question here? A question. Do those go through the tribulation that receive a crown? You're talking about that earlier. Yes. I know one crown they receive for sure. Martyr's crown. <laughs> I mean, going, okay, do those who go through the tribulation receive a crown? I mean, they, they'll they'll be beheaded for the witness of Christ, yeah. and they'll shall receive their white robes, and they'll receive a crown of a victorious crown. I know that of some mm-hmm. sort of that, and a crown of victory. I'm not going to call it a crown of victory. I don't know what they call it in heaven, but I just know they're going to receive a reward for being saved during that time, which you know. I don't know exactly what everybody's rewards will be during the tribulation, depending on what they how they live their lives. But I know they'll be receive a you know the crown of life and a crown a victorious crown for going through the tribulation and getting saved and being you know beheaded. You know, there there is a bad news. (laughs) There's a bad news in that. If you're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, you're sealed with the Holy Ghost. You're not gonna get that crown. What crown are you talking about? The, the 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 crown of the saints during the tribulations. Yeah, yeah we, you'll be gone. You won't go. You won't go to the tribulation and be. Uh, and you okay, know, I'm, I'm, I'm confused that. here. This question yeah. here says, "To those who go through the tribulation, receive mm-hmm. a crown." Okay, yeah. are you? She's talking about people that are that get saved, eventually get saved that were left behind. Do they oh. receive a crown, or is she Marvel talking about the people saints. that go up in the rapture? And don't no. go through the seven years. Okay, so. Yeah, yeah. I think she referring to people going through the tribulation. Through the tribulation. And the people, they go through the tribulation, they get saved, and they may face beheading, and they will receive a crown there. Martyrs yeah, crown. they will be rewarded for, Martyrs you know, crown. giving their life to Christ and right. sacrificing themselves. It's like Jesus sacrificed himself for us. Mm-hmm. They that will receive a crown of some sort. The believer's crown, you know. I yeah. mean, I'm bad with the names, so I'm sorry, guys. When but. when we're saved and we're raptured, we're blessed, and everybody's getting the crowns, the crown of righteousness, the crown of life, too. Right, and that's yeah, we, where there's seven crowns. We all okay, get crowns all because we're all, all the names of them, but we're all heavenly royalty, so yes. we're a crown, you know. And uh, and I like what John said there. We're not going to get more than likely. None of us are going to get this martyr's crown because, you know, unless you get martyred before the rapture, you know. So I guess those who get martyred before the rapture, they'll get a martyr's crown, I believe. Absolutely. So th- there are people out there that might possibly get all seven crowns that are represented, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but I hope I'm not one of them that gets gets the martyr's crown. I'd rather just go up. Uh, just being honest, <laughs> you know, so, so what do you got going on, brother Greg? You got something there from John? Well, uh, we're going to close out and it's going to be our closing video, but thank you all for coming out and uh, for watching. And we are going to be going to the international, excuse me, I have to international Christian visual media award ceremony, which is the crown awards 
talking about crowns, by the way. Uh, Crown Awards is happening uh, uh, next week, next Wednesday, the 21st in Nashville, Tennessee. I will be going uh, mm. with a previous guest, Emily. Uh, she is, uh, Emily Wickham was one of our guests who was selected for the uh, one episode that she was on with us. So it is an honor and a privilege to be able to be going to uh, the uh, International Christian uh, Visual Media Award Ceremony. So that is going to be next uh, Wednesday in Nashville, Tennessee. Please pray for us, uh, pray for our safety, for our travels. And uh, listen, if we win, we win. We're up for a finalist uh, as a finalist for best video podcast, best video podcast, Uptime Community. We were selected out of hundreds of uh, of people and um, we're, we're just blessed. And this, you know, if we win, we know that that award's going to be give it to the Lord because that, that award belongs to the Lord, not to us. Right. Amen. Yeah. So uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll cast that as his feet as well with our, our crowns in heaven. Um, but thank you so much for coming on gentlemen. And uh, we're glad we had Bob and Michael on. It was so great to have them on even for the short time that they were here. And uh, remember, you can subscribe to us on rumble.com slash Uptime Church. That is our backup channel. Uh, of course, uh, sometimes we know what's going on with YouTube and the algorithms and uh, cancel culture. So uh, we do want to make sure that you know about that. And also be sure to download this episode and others on your mobile device. We are on iTunes, Spotify, also iHeartRadio, Pandora, uh, Amazon, you, you name it. You can listen to the, this podcast uh, on uh, all those major uh, platforms. So thank you once again. I am going to be uh, giving you guys a special treat as we were discussing earlier, the Revelation 12 sign. Um, Brother John Boucher, if you know who Brother John Boucher from Watchmen for That Great Day is, uh, both he and I did a skit uh, back in 2016. Wow, it's been a long time uh, since we've done that. Wow. But it is, uh, it is, it was fun to do. And uh, I'm going to leave you with that. And Lord willing, we'll all be back next week.